Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Hi guys, you're very welcome to this video. I'm sorry, I've been missing an action for a while, just personal things going on. And that was Remy <laughs> saying hi. Um, okay, so a lot of us um, are starting out on our healing journey. A lot of others are vets, true vets of the journey, veterans. And, you know, we I kind of feel we have an obligation to help people that are starting out the way we were helped, kind of paying it forward a bit. I certainly feel it. And that's why I'm doing this. So today I'd like to talk about the journey, the healing journey. And I'd like to give you a tool, a technique to disempower the narcissist and re-empower yourself. And I kind of see the journey, guys, and this is what I'm working on. I'm working on a healing video, which will be released in late October for people that are new to discovering that they were with a highly narcissistic individual or somebody who suffered from narcissistic personality disorder or worse. They maybe went into the... Um, the worst side of the sociopath or psychopathy of that alongside being a narcissist. So I kind of see the healing journey as, I look on it as a physical journey. Let's just take an anal analogy that you've had a plane crash and you find yourself in the wilderness and you know kind of where you are, but you know where you need to go to get to, to survive. So you know that there's a kind of a journey that you have to take and it's across, it's across rough terrain. Some of the terrain you're going to come across is going to be very hard to get through. And then at other stages, you will come into a little oasis that will refuel you and set you ready for the next stage of your journey. That's exactly what a journey of healing after narcissistic abuse is like. You do get to your final destination and you pick up so many valuable tools along the way on that journey to sustain yourself, but not only to sustain yourself, but to make you really stronger for whatever lies ahead when you reach your destination of being healed from maybe this particular uh, narcissistic abusive relationship you've been in. It could be a familial one that you've been in for a lifetime. Or oftentimes people come to, to these channels and this awareness after they've been through an intimate relationship with a narcissist that has left them drained, depleted, devastated. And again, I always say this or nearly always in the videos, sometimes in a suicidal state. So let's just say you've started out on your journey and along the journey, there are going to be letters left for you that if you travel for two days, once you get to a certain town or mountain, under a rock, you're going to get a letter. And in that letter, there's going to be a revelation to you. And that's what it's like watching the YouTube channels um, on 
narcissistic abuse awareness, you get those revelations every now and again, and it helps you, it gives you the provision to move on to the next stage of your journey. So I'm hoping that this is going to be like a letter to you on your journey to help you move forward. Guys, narcissists are extremely attracted to the human, the human condition. Somebody who has a, is a fully functioning human being, that means that they have the ability to empathize. They have love and empathy for other people. They're capable of loving another. The narcissist is not capable of loving another. So they are, as I always say, there are two types of physical human beings. One is a fully functioning human being that sees all things from white to gray to black. And then we have the narcissistic individual who is not a fully functioning human being and goes around taking and destroying to get through their life. They don't experience happiness. They don't experience love. They cognitively understand what those things are, but they don't have that fulfillment in their lives. In order for them to function, we've gone through a lot of the different manipulation techniques and tools in, in videos that we've done so far. And I'm sure you're getting educated or you're really educated. Some of you guys actually can educate me in the comments and it's a wonderful thing to, to discover and read um, that you guys are, you know, leaving these wonderful, valuable snippets of information that are really, really healing and helpful to everybody. So you have this narcissistic individual and they see you as being a source, uh, a source of, a source of sustenance to them. It's like they have no regenerating energy in their battery, so they come to suck the energy out of your battery, which is regenerating. They're able to do this because they recognise the real human beings in this world and they're able to latch on to you and I. They're successful in extracting this energy by using a number of manipulative techniques but the main thing they do is they confuse us and when we are unaware of narcissistic abuse we can fall into the trap of letting them siphon us, siphon our energy from us. So this is, I hope, going to be a valuable clue along the way. And guys, please consider giving this a like if you find this valuable or subscribing if you haven't committed yet to, to this knowledge or to this particular channel for more content. Don't get distracted, Paula. Let's go on with this. Okay. The narcissist banks on you not knowing what they're doing and who they are. So they're being a fake person to you, but they know themselves that they're not being genuine, particularly when they're starting to devalue you and resent you and go against you because they haven't, you know, you've let them down. You've gotten to the stage where they feel in their crazy thinking that you're letting them down. 
what they start to do in the devaluation stage, guys, is you feel a criticism from them. You feel you're in competition with these individuals. And now these are people that are your intimate partner. Maybe you're married to them. Maybe you're going to get married to them. Maybe you've lived with them for years, but you're deeply connected or you feel deeply connected to them in a, in a relationship. It can be familial as well. They will criticize you passively, aggressively. Um, they'll criticize you openly. They'll question what you do and ask you loads of questions about why would you do something like that. They'll also give you a huge amount of instruction. So if they set you a task to do or if you're doing a task for them, they won't just say, I have full confidence and faith in you. You know, Paula, I trust you to do this well. What they'll do is they'll undermine you and say, now, don't forget to do that. And, and when you're doing this, you have to do it this way and, and be there on time. Don't be late. So you don't realize it because you're very confused. They keep you very occupied. They've isolated you. And because you as a human functioning, real functioning human being, have the ability to introspect and to look for value in life, to look for instruction, to look for improvement, to look for development, to look for connection with other people, you, you communicate and you take this on board. But what the narcissist is actually doing is undermining you and is criticizing you. And that's how they're getting into your head to make you feel that you're not good enough to buy into any negativity that you would ever have had about yourself growing up or all human beings have doubts. So they'll play on any doubts you have within yourself. Now, what I'm going to ask you to do, guys, is to think about this. And this is a way you will disempower a narcissist and you will re-empower or empower yourself. Look at this individual that was giving you instruction or was giving you criticism or was belittling you or being passive aggressive towards you, competitive with you, telling you what you should and shouldn't do, telling you what you think you are and why you think you're thinking what you are. Look at this individual and look at their life. Why would you take instruction from someone? Because this is generally with your common or gardener narcissist. Their lives are generally very chaotic, reeling from one drama to the next. They often have financially devastating situations because of the really bad mistakes they've made in their life. They often have huge amount of relationship problems, always arguing with someone, always downing someone, always belittling someone. So in essence, are they what you would consider someone that you admire and look up to like a success story in life? Do they have qualities that you admire? Now, real qualities, not the ones they pretend to have. Do they have consistency, reliability? 
Have they proved in their life that they have, that they have risen, that they have developed? Or are they a mess? Are they a chaotic, cheating, lying mess? So why would you allow them to place all the blame on everything being wrong on you in relation to your relationship experience with them? Or why would you value the opinion of a person that is a mess? So this is really important on your healing journey to reevaluate the person that was giving you feedback on who you are and what you are. They psychologically will groom you to believe that they are superior and you have to take a cold, long, hard look at them who they are, the qualities they have or had, what they're doing in their lives, how they're succeeding, look at the disasters and look at the triumphs. Were the triumphs that they have made on their own hard work, ingenuity, integrity, or was it ripping off other people and taking advantage of them? Question the person that was criticising you. And the other thing I'd like to say in the healing journey, and I'm going to do another video on this, is, is the narcissist a loss in your life? Has your life improved since you are no contact or away from the narcissist? Taking away your feelings of pain. Try not to look at that at the moment if you're still in the painful stage of missing them and thinking about them and still in the fog loop that they created for you. The narcissist in their devaluation and critical loop will have you running around like a rat on a, on a wheel and you're peddling and peddling and peddling and the narcissist is criticizing you and you're trying to, you're trying to prove to the narcissist that their criticism of you isn't right and that you're a valuable person and that You'll show them that and you'll explain to them and then they'll understand and everything will be all right again. And you keep going on the little wheel like a rat and they keep, you know, leaving you a titbit on the wheel and you go for that. And then they criticize you again and then you run around the wheel again, trying to prove to them that, no, that's not you, that, that you know, you you are a good person and you have been successful and you just don't understand that you're with a narcissist and you're defending yourself. You need to stand in your truths, understand who you are as a person and then reflect on who is this person that's criticizing me? And that's not me because I know who I am. And then think, why would this unsuccessful mess, chaotic mess of a person who has disastrous relationships, financial disasters, work disasters, drama in their life. Why would they be criticizing you or me? And sit back and think about this, guys. And then if you still have a situation where you have a narcissist in your life, like a family member, if supposing, say, you're starting a new business and they come to you and they start to criticize you, 
take a step back and say to them, have you ever done this in your life? Like, have you ever, say, started this type of business or what do you know about this area? And and put it back on them and say, that's interesting that you think I'm doing this wrong without being emotional and say, why would what way would you do it? Or where have you had success in this area? Like, justify your criticism of me. Don't be defensive, but put it back on the narcissist as to that's interesting that you should think that. But why are you criticizing criticizing me? In other words, are you qualified to criticize me? Narcissists don't like this because obviously they feel superior. They feel that they have the right to criticize everybody else because they know best, they know everything, that they really believe they know everything and they know best. They really believe that they're superior and they believe they're entitled to tell the people that are functioning for them, their servants, their slaves, their energy sources, their financial resources, whatever they're using you for, they feel entitled to tell you to buck up, behave yourself, be better that you're not good enough and you need to improve your act. So they'll keep you on the wheel of self-criticism, self-analysis, self-introspection, trying to explain to the narcissist, trying to compete with the narcissist, trying to do all this. You'll still be the little rat on the wheel unless you jump off it or they knock you off it and you don't get back on the wheel when they offer it to you again. Because when they come back to Hoover, they'll give you another little criticism. And if you say, OK, narcissist, strap me in. I'm ready to go on the wheel again. Put my seatbelt on and you start to go around the wheel again. The narcissist criticizing you again. Guys, I'm going to end the video here. I just want you to ask yourself, is this person or any person, but is this person qualified to criticize me? And who the hell do they think they are to have all this negativity hurling my way? You don't want to be near a person like that. Never, ever near a person like that. They're not qualified to be giving you these superior opinions on you, who you are, what you think and what you do. Get to know yourself really well. Get confident in yourself. Don't be doubting yourself. Do healthy introspection from a person that you admire. So if there's a teacher or, you know, someone who's achieved something, somebody who's already in business and you're setting up a business and you admire them for their achievements, look to them for advice and um, what do you call it? Positive criticism where you can learn from it. Don't look to a narcissist whose life is a shambles and whatever memories you have still lingering of you not being good enough because a narcissist told you so. Shoot it out the window and when you see any any narcissist little rat wheel of criticism, avoid it at all costs. Let the narcissist go around that wheel themselves or get somebody else on it or whatever they need to do. But it's irrelevant rubbish and you don't need it in your life. Continue on that healing journey and I hope this is going to prove a hopeful, hopefully 
um, a helpful tool. Sorry, I was getting mixed up with my H's. <laughs> okay, guys, um, until the next video, keep healing. Keep healing because your journey is worth it, I promise you. Okay, talk to you soon, fellow friends and warriors. Bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.